650 KST. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty on vacation. We're not fired like it says on social media. We get vacation under contracts just like you do. Chris Merrill is filling in quite ably. Take it away, Merrill. Thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. Love sitting in the big chair. It is an honor to be joining you today. And, uh, yeah, Armstrong and Getty, not fired. They'll be back. Uh, I got bad news yesterday, though, if I may. I'll open up with a real downer this morning. So I got bad news yesterday. My wife... Uh, my wife and I have been apart during this entire stay-at-home stuff, right? So we've been apart, living in different states, and it's been it's been a real challenge uh, for us. Um, you know, we've been married long enough that we miss each other, but we can get by. You know how that is. When we were early on, it was like, yeah, okay, you know, you're married and you're away from each other, and you're like, oh, I miss you so much, I miss you, you know, all that kind of crap. So uh, there's not so much of that now, but it's been a very long and challenging few months. So. Uh, my wife is in Arizona, and that's also where our oldest son lives, is in Arizona. And she says to me yesterday, she says, uh-oh, I think, she says, Jacob is really sick. And I said, uh-oh, what do you mean Jacob is really sick? She says, well, somebody at his girlfriend's office has corona, and now everybody's being tested. Everybody that worked in the office is being tested, and she says, I think it's possible that your son has the Rona. No! And let me tell you, as a parent, the last thing you want to hear is that your child may have this this disease. And why? Why, for the most part, one, as a parent, you don't want you don't want to think about your kids being sick, right? I don't want to think about my kid being sick. As a parent, you always try to protect your kids, even if he's he's 25, right? I mean, the the guy, he did uh, two years Marine Reserve. He's tough, tough as nails, you know, that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. It's still my oldest son, you know, and I'm still feeling like, uh, oh, I feel awful. Plus, I don't know what it is about firstborns. I'm the same way. When we get sick, we turn into the biggest babies. We are just such sissies. Like, I'm sick. Let my mommy... And this is my son. <clears throat> God bless him, right? So I was talking to him yesterday. I was texting him. My, my wife took him some, I don't know, she said food. I don't know if she took him some chicken soup or what it was. Dropped it off on the, on the um, stairs outside their apartment. Talked to him through the window. You've all seen the Facebook videos and things like that, right? It's really unfortunate. It's sad. It's super sad. So I'm feeling so awful for my son. And I'm talking to him. He says, no, 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 I think I'm okay. But remember... He is 25, and something about being a young male makes you a total doofus. So that's my son. Total doofus, right? I love him to death, but he's a doofus. So as I'm talking to him, he says, yeah, he says, uh, uh, Kelly and I are really sick. I go, oh. I said, do you think it's the road? He goes, we've been tested. We're waiting. And I said, did you get a test, too? Because this is another thing my son will do. He'll be like, we got tested. 
meaning his girlfriend got tested, but he didn't kind of thing. I said, okay, did you get tested? He says, yes, worst nosebleed I've ever had. So if you've, if you've had the test uh, with the nasal swab and maybe it, it caused nosebleed, uh, no funsies for sure. He says, yeah. And he says, I feel terrible. I feel, I feel like absolute butt. And he says, I think, I think uh, he says, but I, I'm not going to the hospital. I don't, you know, I'm not having trouble breathing, but I just feel as bad as I've ever felt. He goes, I think they call that asymptomatic. Uh, no, uh, no. Asymptomatic means sans symptoms, is in no symptoms. The fact that you feel like butt means you have symptoms. You are not asymptomatic. You're not hospitalized. You don't require interventive care, but you are not asymptomatic. Oh, God bless him. He's such a doofus. Oh. So as I'm getting ready for the show today, this isn't going out of the back of my mind, right? And I know we have to talk about coronavirus. And I know we'll, we'll talk about outbreaks and things like that. And we'll talk about what this is going to mean uh, moving forward here into the fall. And I think there's already places that are canceling events in 2021. I've already seen some cancellations. And uh, so I'm, I, this is going out of the back of my mind. And I look, and there's this headline, uh, Yahoo News, as coronavirus spreads to people under 40, it's making them sicker and for longer than once thought. So for the longest time, we thought, okay, young people, you know, they're not really getting that sick, if they're even getting sick at all. We saw this during spring break. We know we know that there's been um, uh, an uptick in the number of young people that have that have uh, acquired the virus, so to speak. They've been contaminated, whatever it is. The infection is spreading faster in younger generations. And now, uh, Yahoo News uh, talked with a guy named Jade Townsend. For younger people who think they don't need to worry and who haven't followed guidelines, think again. It's had a major impact on my life these past few months and continues to have an impact. Uh, others are talking about their sore throat, tightness in the chest, slight cough. Then the question is, what happens in the long run? Some saying, um, I was dehydrated. I went to the hospital, got discharged, and all the symptoms persisted. I was prescribed many antibiotics to try to clear my chest infection. I ended up getting uh, mouth and throat ulcers and then severe abdominal pain. Now, this doesn't sound... Yeah, he, th- this gentleman is probably going to survive. And this is what I was telling my son, too. I go, look, you know, you're probably... He goes, he goes we're going to be fine. I go, you are going to be fine. You're going to be great. But I'm really concerned about you right now because this is misery. And again, as a parent... The last thing you want to see is your kids in pain, right? How many times have we seen our kids that are sick or our kids, you know, they bump their knee or whatever else it is. And just as a parent, what do you think? You go, if I could just take their pain away from them. Now, I know that's not healthy for the kids. I know kids have to learn. I know we all have to experience these things on our own. We all get, you know, we all grow from these things, all that kind of stuff. But as a parent, your heart still goes out to them. So let's, I have to tell you that as I'm, as I'm getting ready for the program today, that's going on in the back of my mind. And also going on is this caseload that continues to rise around the country. And I have some major concerns about this caseload going up. And those concerns may surprise you because it's not just me worrying about other people being healthy or other people being hospitalized or whatever else it might be. I'm actually very selfish about the caseload going up. I'll tell you why that is here in just a few moments. It's Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty. Uh, guys are going to be back uh, next week. They have not been fired, even though social media seems to think so. Not the case. Not the case whatsoever. So thanks for hanging out with me this morning. I'll try to hold down the fort as best as possible. Watching the uh, the COVID caseload continue to rise and uh, 46,000 new cases yesterday, which is freaking me out a little bit. I mean, I don't have it, which is great. My wife doesn't have it, which is great. My son might have it. He's sort of self-quarantined. He's an adult, so you know he's, he's in his apartment. I don't know how he's going to make his rent, though. Heck, I don't know how he makes his rent any day of the week, so whatever. But it worries me. It worries me. We see this caseload rising, and now uh, Anthony Fauci, our um, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the guy is a uh, an immunologist and has been uh, has been the director. He's been the director of the infectious diseases uh, for thirty six years. Think of how many people who are getting COVID right now were born after Fauci actually took that position. I mean, the guy's been there. I mean, he 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 knows his stuff. But it's a little bit of a concern because he's also making predictions, right? So just because somebody's been a meteorologist for a long time doesn't mean that that thunderstorm's actually going to happen, right? Doesn't mean that the temperature is definitely going to hit 95 today, right? Just because somebody's been at the job for a long time doesn't mean their predictions are always going to be accurate. means that the guess is educated, but it doesn't mean it's accurate. But Fauci has now warned that we could see as many as 100,000 new cases per day. 100,000 a day. Now, this is of vast concern to all of us. And I know we're going to, well, that's because there's more testing. You're totally right. There is more testing, and we would expect the case, the case numbers would go up with more testing. However, we're actually seeing the rate of positive tests going up as well, right? And if we were to start seeing 100,000 new cases a day, we would be doubling our total cases nationwide by the end of the month. We'd have over 8 million by Labor Day. That would really put a damper on the barbecue for Labor Day, wouldn't it? It would really be a downer. The uh, lieutenant governor of the uh, great state of Texas, Dan Patrick, uh, says uh, he he chill out, people. Don't be so worried. What's this guy talking about? What does he know anyway? Texas. Fauci said today that he's concerned about states like Texas that skipped over certain things. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We haven't skipped over anything. The only thing I'm skipping over is listening to him. You know, you have a lot of doctors on your show from day one. Your doctors have been right almost every time, and he has been wrong every time on every issue. I don't need his advice anymore. We'll listen to a lot of science. We'll listen to a lot of doctors and Governor Abbott, myself, and other state leaders will make the decision. No thank you, Dr. Fauci. Uh, so no thank you, Dr. Fauci. No thank you, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Here's where I run into some trouble with the with the argument here is that Texas saw just shy of 8,000 new cases yesterday. So that's not a positive sign. Not positive. But I'm also very selfish about the whole thing. Man. I do not want to see 100,000 cases every day. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see 50,000 cases. I don't want to see the 40,000 cases every day that we've been seeing. Because if cases keep going up, it means I don't get football. How is football or any other sport a realistic probability this fall? 
It would make me very sad. So wear a mask for football. Huh? Wear a mask for football. Otherwise, Tom Brady might not play. And I wouldn't be able to brag about my predictions that he's not the greatest of all time when he plays anywhere but New England. Positive, Sean, I know you're, you've been watching the, the, the basketball, the hoops. Yeah, largely because I have a uh, a fifty anytime push up bet with a coworker based on how the uh, the 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 last kind of week of the season plays out. So yeah, the selfish reasons on my own accord as well. <laughs> because you don't want to do the push ups. I'm more I want to make him do the push ups. Oh, I'm I not you. opposed to it, but it's just more about you know finding awkward times to make him do push ups. Okay, if uh, if we're doing push ups, does it count if I sort of roll on my belly back and forth? Does that count as a push up? No. Like I bring my nose down, there is no sort of rolling back on my belly, and and now I'm up, and now I roll back down and touch my nose to the ground and roll back. That's more counties. That's more rocking than a push up. Yeah, that's fine. That's how fat guys do push ups. That's how we roll. What's the what's the story? Is the NBA gonna are they starting a new season or is the NBA going to try to still try to finish last season? No, they they are still trying to conclude last season um with a with kind of an I believe it's a an eight game uh kind of regular season wrap up. Uh but I, I believe that the, the real reason for that is to fulfill contractual obligations with their local uh television uh contracts for oh. your various Fox sports wherevers, right? Oh. The, the regional teams. They have to hit a minimum games played threshold in order to get paid in full. Which just so happens these eight games kind of put over all, but most, if not all, of the teams get get over the threshold with that. Why don't they just grab the D-League guys, throw the pro uniforms on them, and then just have the D-League? I mean, D-League guys, let's face it, right? I mean, you don't want to put LeBron out there, right? You don't want to put some of these guys. You don't want to put Kevin Love out there. You don't want to put these guys out there that can really, you don't want to get your superstars sick. Maybe just grab some D-League guys, sacrificial lambs. Have these guys play the last eight games. Fulfill the contract. Done. I mean, it's all about money. <laughs> the sacrificial lambs clause. I think that yeah. might be a tough pitch. <laughs> no. There's nothing in it. Show me in the contract where we can't just grab some D-League guys, some replacement players, and have them fulfill the contract. Done. Problem solved. <laughs> so, let's say, hold on now. I know that there's been a lot of talk about the NBA playing in one location. Maybe they're going to go to Disney or Florida or whatever they're going to do, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, but let's say they get like four games in, and all of a sudden half the team... Half the league tests positive. Are they still going to try to squeeze those other four games in? And what's what would it take for these guys to call it a season? Well, uh, commission, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was actually asked uh, something very similar. Here's here's oh. his thoughts. Honestly, Sean, I'm, I'm not sure. We have a a panel of scientists, um, doctors, experts that are working with us, and I mean we're gonna we're gonna see as we go. I mean certainly, you know, if if cases are isolated that's one thing i think a lot of the determination will be our understanding of how our community became infected that that will be part of our judgment in terms of whether we should continue but but certainly if we had a lot of cases we're going to stop what is a lot though it doesn't really tell us that no beyond isolated um so yeah he doesn't get into specific numbers but it's it's the first time i've heard him publicly state we'd be willing to pull the plug on the season if if things kind of you know get out of control whatever however he defines that but i love that he's like you know what we need to find out how our community got infected right i mean this is check the instagram dms right well wait a minute this is not like oh my gosh we're infected we need to try to isolate people keep them well make sure other people don't get sick it's like no we need to figure out who the rat was right who was it that brought that in here this is like, oh my gosh, Russia was paying bounties on American heads. All right, who leaked that information? 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> if, if you're talking about contact tracing, that's one thing. If you go, oh, uh, all right, we, uh, how did this happen? Okay, well, one of our trainers was in Arizona over the weekend, and he was at one of the bars or something, right, which are supposed to be closed in Arizona now. But uh, And then they came back. Okay, now we're going to do some contact tracing, and, and whomever that person came in contact with, then, then, then those people need to be isolated as well. Then I get that. But it's almost like he says, you know, we need to figure out who did it. Who gave us who – ga- who, who sickened everybody up? Who, who mixed the stew of virus and started scooping that out in everybody's bowls? No, no, dude. Let's figure out like who's sick, who's not sick. How do we stop other people from getting sick? The best way to stop other people from getting sick is just to send everybody home, bring in the D League. Again, you're, all you're doing is you're trying to fulfill those regional contracts, which I'm assuming Sean means millions of dollars. Yeah, multiple commas. Multiple commas, exactly, right? So there's lots of money hung up on all of this. Again, don't put your superstars out there. Although they're still going to try to get the playoffs in, too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and of course, that's where they're going to make a whole lot more money, especially since we're all starving. We're starving for something else. We're starving for that distraction. We're starving to have something to focus on other than uh, this stuff. I'm starving to focus on something other than people not wearing masks. We'll talk about that in a moment. Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty. vacationing. I hope that's all right with you. We need a rest now and again. Yeah, we're worn out. Merrill's going to let you know what's going on in the world. Indeed. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty. Uh, looking at the different cases and the growing cases and the number of cases that are happening, and then I see the, the different uh, the sports teams that are trying to figure out how can they have a season, will they have a season, how many fans are they going to be. Uh, one of the big issues that my father has, this is fantastic, I just love him to death, so one of the, one of the big problems. My dad is a lifelong University of Michigan uh, football fan, and uh, you might go blue. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so here's the issue my dad has. Are you ready for this positive, Sean? Are you ready for the big problem my father has with the sports season? Are you ready? Is it the weak side blitz? Uh, nope, nope. He's concerned that the record for consecutive sellouts <laughs> in Ann Arbor could go to the wayside because of the coronavirus. That's such a sports fan response. I He's love that. He's very concerned about this. And he he says, okay, either no season or they have to add some sort of a caveat that if there is a season that the the attendance and the determination on whether or not it's a sellout has to be based on how many tickets are going to be available with the consideration of social distancing. So if the big house seats, I don't know, 112,000 people, I think, in Ann Arbor, something like that, 110, 112, 115, 400,000 out of something like that, right? So he says, but if you have to set every other seat or every third seat, he says, then the ticket availability needs to be reflective of that. And even if all the seats aren't full, it still counts as a sellout. He's very worried about that. I think that logic checks out. He's he's more worried about that than he is about beating Ohio State, which really confuses me. Just blows my mind. He's just all kinds of worked up about that. And uh, and I said, well, wait, I said, are you going to go to the games? And if you go, are you going to wear a mask? Uh, of course, I'm going to wear a mask. He says, I'm being nice to my dad because he actually has uh, more of a Michigan X. He says, so he'll go. He'll go. Oh, sure, I'm going to wear the mask. Oh, are you going to wear the mask? Are you? 
And he says, yeah, I'm going to wear the mask here as I, as I head on down the expressway and take 96 over to 75 on, on down there into Ann Arbor. Okay. Sounds good, Dad. Take 96 over to 94. Take uh, 31 to 96 over to 94 into Ann Arbor. Maybe dads, come up the back way. Dads love freeway interchanges. Oh, fantastic. But it's an expressway for him. He will not use the word freeway. Oh, interesting. He won't say freeway. It's expressway. Expressway only. Uh, I am seeing that there are more people that are trying to travel. And uh, with that travel, of course, comes more people uh, with the masks, not wearing masks, all that kind of thing. And United, I guess, United is trying to add 25,000 flights in August. United Airlines planning on adding 25,000 flights, hoping to capitalize on an uptick in air travel, they say, particularly to leisure destinations, ranging from Bozeman, Montana to Bangor, Maine. United and their competitors are seeing an uptick in travel demand from the five-decade lows that were hit in April as the COVID-19 pandemic took hold in the United States. While travel demand remains a fraction of what it was at the end of 2019, customers are slowly returning to flying with a preference for leisure destinations, trips to reunite with families and friends, and getaways to places that encourage social distancing. Well, I would have to say Bozeman, Montana is probably a great place to socially distance. You got a lot of wide open spaces in Montana. It's uh, certainly some place that's on my bucket list. Haven't been there before. If you've been to Bozeman or you're in Bozeman or whatever you are, uh, God bless you. You look like you have one of the best best cities in the whole wide world. I just love it. I can see why people would want to come there. However, consider somebody living in Bozeman, Montana. Think about this. You live in Bozeman, right? Let me pull up the numbers here real fast. What does Montana have for? Uh... Montana has a total of 967 cases as of yesterday. 967 total cases of coronavirus yesterday, right? Total. In perspective, California added almost 8,000 new cases, right? Montana hasn't even hit 1,000 cases total. How many people in Bozeman are like, man, can't wait for people to LA from L.A. and Phoenix to come on up here and enjoy our wide-open spaces? Come on up, gang! No, I'm pretty sure Bozeman says, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and keep your corona and stay there? Just... Why don't you just hang back for a little bit? Why don't you just, we'll just ranch, and we'll 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 do whatever Bozemanians do. Y'all just chill. Bangor, Maine, same thing, right? Bangor doesn't have a, a, a high uh, infection rate right now. Where's Maine at? 3,253 total cases. Okay? In perspective, Texas added just shy of 8,000 cases yesterday. Maine has a total of 3,200. Okay? So... The maniacs are thinking to themselves, why don't, why don't you guys just stay there? You do, you guys just go ahead and stay away. Just do that. And United is adding 25,000 flights. American Airlines is starting to fill up again. American Airlines says, that's okay, we can just pack the seats. Pack them up. Now, listen, I flew Southwest last month. Didn't want to. But as I mentioned to start the program, during this whole stay-at-home, everything going on, my wife and I have been living in different states, hadn't seen each other since Valentine's Day, and she needed a booty call. So, you know, I jumped on a plane. What are you going to do? You know, as a husband, there's certain things you, you know, got to play ball. You know what I'm saying? So I jump on this plane, I fly southwest, I quarantine myself after I, I get back, all this kind of stuff, all this, right, and I go through all these different hoops and everything else, totally worth it, by the way, totally worth it, great booty call, 
And uh, what do I uh, what do I see though? A lot of people on the flights not wearing masks. Now Southwest was still doing the social quote unquote social distancing. They were leaving the the center uh, seats wide open. American Airlines says they're not going to do that anymore, and that is very bothersome to one Senator Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders was very angry about this, as one might imagine, as Bernie often gets. Why haven't we stopped? Uh, that type of activity and told the airlines and bus companies that is unhealthy. Senator, I appreciate your question, and I think it's uh, it's a critical area. I can tell you that when they announced that the... This is the director of the CDC, Robert Redfield, who's speaking right now. In response to Bernie Sanders, why haven't they done anything? Somebody should do something about that. The other day, obviously, there was substantial disappointment with American Airlines. A number of the airlines had decided to keep the middle seat thing. Middle seat thing. Wait a minute. Did he just say there's substantial disappointment? Disappointment with American. Yeah, hold on. Say it again. Obviously, there was substantial disappointment with American Airlines. Oh, man, he is disappointed. He's almost like Susan Collins level disappointed. Um, I can't say this is under critical review right now. Um, by us at CDC. Um, We don't think it's the right message, as you pointed out. Uh, Again, we think it's really important in individuals that are in, whether it's a bus or a train or a plane or... Let me just stop you right there. Let me just stop you right there. Let's let's review what you just said. Uh, again, we think it's really important in individuals that are in, whether it's a bus or a train or a plane. A bus or a train or a plane, and let me remind you, sir, the wheels on the bus go round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Has anyone addressed this? No. You can understand my frustration. Or uh, social distancing to the degree that's feasible and at least have a reliable face covering. Oh, the reliable face covering. Oh, God. The CDC says they're going to have face coverings. You know what that's going to do? It's going to bring out my favorite people in the whole wide world. It's going to bring out the Karens. Oh, the Karens hate wearing those masks. Oh, boy. Reliable face covering. What? What? Hang on. What? You want me to wear a reliable face covering even at places like Trader Joe's? I have a breathing problem. My doctor would not let me wear a mask. So anyone harassing me to wear a mask, you guys are violating federal law. Ma'am. You get that? Get that on camera. Ma'am. Man, lady, Karen, just go. She's like, I can't breathe. Oh, oh, I have to wear a mask violation of my federal laws i have to it's the kind of lady that probably goes to the she thinks outback is a high-end steakhouse right shout out to outback i love you by the way uh but then she orders everything like okay i want that well done and by well done i mean if that doesn't come out with gordy howe trying to put it in the net i don't want it do you understand me? When I say well done, I mean well done. And if it's not well done, I will speak to the manager. Karen's gone wild at the steakhouse. Next, Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty.
Big and Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty this morning. You guys are on vacation. They will be back. A lot of rumors floating that they uh, have uh, uh, moved on to greener pastures. No, they have not. They will be back. They will be back. In the meantime, we'll hold down the big chair. I was just telling you, I just love I love the Karens. Oh, my gosh. I love the Karen. Few things are better to me than the Karen culture. I just absolutely love it. So we've had uh, the director of the CDC was saying, well, you know, if you want to reopen things, you, know, you have to wear masks and things like that. And then, of course, the Karens come out of the woodwork, right? They get- so we shouldn't have never had our beaches closed in the first place. So you all can say everything you want about Florida, but just keep in mind when you say those things, you are not talking about Jacksonville. You are talking about Miami where they got all the Mexicans drinking that glass imported Corona beer. Here in Jacksonville, we know what we're doing. We're going to be just fine, so you don't need to worry about like those people, right? They're crazy. Or um, who is this? Oh, this was uh, this was another Karen from Ventura, California. Oh, I loved her. She's fantastic. Listen to this. I protest face coverings. I am a healthy American. I used to be free. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. What? 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 (laughs) I am not a sex slave that wears masks. I am not into sadomasochism and bondage. (laughs) Okay, hundred bucks. All right, would a hundred bucks make you into it? Thousand bucks. What's it going to take, Karen? How much here? How much here for... I am not into sadomasochism and bondage. All right, $1,000, Karen. Ma- I am not into sadomasochism and bondage. Ma- ma- ma'am, this, you- is, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> I am not into sadomasochism and bondage. Oh, God bless her. Oh, wearing a mask makes you... Uh, sexual, uh, uh, I don't even want to say deviant. I'm not even going to say that. Let's just say uh, adventurous. Uh, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> At a Wendy's. <laughs> I am not a burglar. I am not a pandering politician like we see here and here and here and here. <laughs> okay, right. But like you, me, a couple glasses of wine. I'll get you back to my place. What do you think might happen? I am not into sadomasochism and bondage. All right. Great. Um, that's cool. Um, but, like, is there anything we could do? I am not a sex slave that wears masks. Okay. What about, like, a ball gag? Are you okay with that? Or is that, does the ball, is that, does the ball gag too close? <laughs> Oh, man. I love these Karens. These Karens are nuts. But have you ever run into... You run into the Karens like in their natural habitat, like the Olive Garden, or at, you know, like uh, uh, Bonanza, Ponderosa. You ever been to a Ponderosa, Sean? I don't believe I have. The Pondo, uh, baby. Is that a chain restaurant of sorts? Yes. Yeah, there are not very many open uh, still. I think Upper Midwest has still got a few Pondos. But uh, Ponderosa is like the steakhouse where you can get like a two-ounce steak, uh, which is actually the same uh, area as a a full, say, 12-ounce steak, but they just cut it so thin. It's almost like a piece of roast beef slapped on a plate. Uh, It's fantastic. 
But have you ever seen one of these cairns in their natural habitat? Or maybe like the food court? And they go in, and what do they want? They want their steaks well done. Oh, my wife does this too. Just wants her beef ruined. And then what do I find out? That's the most popular way to to have your steak done. How is that even possible? Who did they ask this question to? I'm 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 so curious about this. Survey says two thousand Americans. Two thousand Americans. And uh and I guess people just love their steaks. Well done. Let me see. Uh, well done was the favorite. 21% of people said they wanted their steaks well done. Medium well was at 20%. Medium was at 16%. Do they not understand the scale? Do they think it's like a, a quality of the cook? Like, I don't want it poorly done. I want it well done. Like, uh, are, are they just not understanding the scale? I run into, like, my wife says, she always she always used to do this. Oh, it just drove me crazy. My kids still don't know what a medium burger tastes like. She used to do this. We, we'd get, you know, go someplace fancy. I mean, it, it, someplace really, really nice, like Red Robin. And she would order this, she'd order burgers for the kids, and they go, how do you want that? She goes, they want it plain and well done. I go, why are we even out here then? Why are we paying for, you know, fancy Red Robin prices to have a burger plain and well done. What is wrong? She says, I don't want them to get sick. What do you mean you don't want them to get sick? She goes, I don't want them to have undercooked meat. I said, well, well, I said, medium is not undercooked. Medium is cooked medium. She says, it's pink inside. I said, the best things are. She says, they'll take it well done and you'll shut your mouth. And I said, yes, dear. It's exactly what I will do. I will shut my mouth. Because this is not a hill I want to die on. You know how you should cook a steak? Find your cow. You uh, slap it on the ass, chase it around the fire twice, and cut it up. That's it. That's how you cook your meat. I don't understand why anybody would have it any other way. But these Karens, they go in there. They're just These are the people... When they say they surveyed 2,000 Americans, I feel like 21% of them were Karens. Just angry about meat in general. Either that or it was people who were vegetarians and they just wanted to skew the results. I don't understand it at all. People that, that want your steak well done, I don't understand. Didn't they do a uh, Sean, uh, Perfect Sean, uh, uh, Positive Sean? No, hey, I'm calling you Perfect Sean from now on. I'll take it. Screw, screw Positive, you're Perfect Sean. Didn't they do a, a bit on King of the Hill about this? Oh, in fact, yeah, they, they did. Here we go. Firm, but with little give. Yep, these are medium rare. What if somebody wants theirs well done? We ask them politely yet firmly to leave. <laughs> Such a great show. Uh, I think he's exactly right about that, too. A little, little, little toasted, but uh, it should have a little give to it. 100%. Now, when it comes to what they want for a steak... Uh, this is what drives me nuts too. My wife will do this. She go, "I'd like a sirloin," and there's nothing wrong with a sirloin, friends. Nothing wrong with a sirloin, right? But the sirloin is not the best steak out there, right? If we're going out, what are we getting? My wife says, "What about a nice strip steak?" I says, "Strip steak sounds great. I love a good strip. You get a good strip steak. You cook that sucker medium rare." She says, "Well done." 
whatever. She says, I'd like my steak well done. And they said, great. Is there anything else we can bring you? And the waiter or the waitress will always say, uh, is there anything else we can bring, bring you? My wife will say, I'd like a bottle of ketchup, please. I mean, there have been a couple of times in our marriage that I've really questioned whether or not we can survive. And uh, most of the time, it's when we're at a steakhouse and she orders a nice cut of meat, well done, with ketchup. What is wrong with her? Don't know. I said, you want a filet? She says, a filet sounds nice. Porterhouse, by the way, is the right answer. Always the right answer. Yeah, Yeah, because you get the best of both worlds, right? You're going to get the strip and you're going to get the the filet. Absolutely the best answer. Best steak is is the porterhouse, right? That's it. The porterhouse slash T-bone. That's it. Done. Done. Filet is great. Ribeyes are cool. I'm fine with all those things. What is my wife going to do? She's still going to come back with, I'd like it well done. Because the only thing I can figure out is that she's actually an employee of a Russian troll farm who's trying to bring down America. I can't understand why anybody else would order it well done other than uh, actively trying to undermine the greatness of our, of our nation. It's the best I got. We will fix America here in just a few moments. So we've got uh, police reform and who's doing it right We'll be joined by our White House White House correspondent.